This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now what? everybody what do we all make of that lots to digest the first 10 or 15 minutes that seemed quite pulsating in the first half and then everything going a little bit to to pieces for the last 30 minutes and then suddenly we answer the question about who should be playing up front should it be Ryovic should it be Bio or should it be Healy and of course the answer is Jake Livermore why didn't we know this Justin why hadn't we called this out I don't know. I don't know. Good afternoon, everybody. How are we? Yes. Just shows you if you have a crack from outside the box, sometimes they go in, Peter. Yeah. The, the, the other, gen, genuinely, though, I think the question would be, if we had the money, would you go and buy Sinclair Armstrong, their lad up front? That's a good question. What do you think? I'm sure as bloody hell would. Absolutely. He I woke up his arsehole game, I have to say, the commentators, they were really... Oh, were they not? He came on against us in the first game of the season when we were 4-0 up in the second half and, and gave us a horrible time there. To do what he did today was, you know, I thought I was very impressed with the lad. I was on a group with somebody and he got through and missed and somebody said, and that's why he'll never be Sir Les, talking about Les Ferdinand. But of course, Les Ferdinand, when he was 20, was playing for Hayes, not QPR. And this young man is, is there. I think QPR can feel justifiably robbed today, personally. They do. I've already heard from Richard Honey. They do. Trust me. <laughs> do you think it was unfair taking Livermore off? Would you have kept him on as he was on a hat-trick? I, I don't think the hat-trick really had anything to do with it. I think the fact is that Livermore fills gaps that most people don't even see from the sidelines. And it was no coincidence that once... And, and don't forget, we did this away at Hull and it worked to great effect. This time, obviously, the goal given away and everybody going a bit jittery didn't work quite so well but it got us over the line but I wouldn't have taken the, the person I wouldn't have taken off was Livermore but not because I wanted him on a hat trick just simply because of the job he does day in day out in that central defensive midfield position it seemed illogical and it let them come forward and sweep forward but hey look it's 2-1 but I think I, I think it was an I think it was an odd game and I think yeah if I was a hoops fan I think I'd be I think I'd be spitting chips but speaking about that we had we had Mr Richard Honey on the on the opposition view and I think he's here with us now, Rich, if you hit the uh, the mic button at the bottom left or the mute button, there you go, Rich. Hello. Hello, mate. Oh, commiserations, Hello. but obviously, if you're going to give Jake Livermore room from about 400 yards out, he's going to put it up top corner, isn't he? Never mind. To be fair, great first goal. Second goal was quite good as well, I thought. I mean, he, he took his shot. Yeah. I've just been driven back from the pub and I'm sat in the passenger seat and my wife said, just poke me. And I said, I'm just sad. He said, no, you are just sad. <laughs> oh, well. made, made me laugh. I'm gutted. I thought you got away with one there. I, I, 
but personally, I, th- I think we did. But as we've discussed before, and we're going to be having another Rich coming on in a second, as he said before about about Valerian Ishmael, maybe it's better to have a lucky manager than a good one at times. Because, But, hey, look, it's that game of and it's phrases that we use here all the time. It is a game of moments. Yes, it's played over 90 minutes, but yeah. it, it, it comes down to those defining moments and those defining statistics that make the difference. Because at the end of the day, the XG doesn't count for much. You know, if, if you concede those two, and they were two wonder strikes. Did you see yeah. enough in that game? And, and, and has that been the order of the day? Because I appreciate that is your fifth defeat in six. Did you see enough resolve in that to, to make you think that you might have enough to, to pull away? Mm, not personally, no. I think I think today was a big game for us. And I think although we played well, and I think a lot of the players individually played well and player for player, I think QPR probably outdid Watford. But you're right, Pete, it comes down to those goals. I've been to hundreds of games, thousands of games over the years, and I've seen many QPR wins where we didn't deserve to win. Yeah. And you take, you, you take them, you go, yeah, we got away with that, but you still enjoy it just as much as if you play well and win. And I just think that sometimes in a football cycle we're in a cycle at the moment where no matter how well we play we don't score we're going to go down but it's as simple as that you don't score goals you go you get relegated you've been relegated we'll get relegated we'll come back up we'll be we'll do the double over you in five years and you'll all be sat in your chairs going oh bloody hell how did they get a win it's just our time it's our time to suffer enjoy those wins because they don't go on forever you don't have success forever all the young fans all the Watford fans that are 20 25 they didn't live through those dark days when we all remember being in the I remember seeing Watford in the fourth division third division second division first division getting relegated backwards and forwards with us doesn't last forever just enjoy today because I'm not Fair play. Listen, don't worry too much about the 15 quid, mate. We'll write that off, okay? Listen, no, one of the reasons for calling, I need one of your bankers. I've just looked at Carl's sat thread that I've got with him, and I don't think I've got his details. I'm a man of my word. Although I'm really teased off, I'm going to send that 15 quid, and hopefully in two seasons' time, I'll be back on your podcast. I'm sure you will be. I'm sure you will be. Richard Honey there, everybody. Excellent stuff. Always a joy to have coming on the Opposition View, coming on and talking about the games and how it's gone and how it hasn't gone and how their season's going. And and there's a lot of similarities between Watford and QPR in terms of try, trying to get to that point where you are batting above or, or boxing above your weight or what have you. That's one of those things. I definitely thought the first person I've got to go to, because I'm sure he's going to come on and say, similar to what I said at the start, is uh, Rich WFC2 because we had this debate the last home game. Have we got a good manager? Have we got a lucky manager? Did we get away with one there? And did he do anything to actually help us? Or what quite happened there? Rich, how are you? The answer is yes and no. Okay, there you (laughs) go. Yes, we have. I've said it, as you said, said many times, that he's a lucky manager. There is no doubt about it. And I'm all for it, especially when we're beating QPR. So if you can't enjoy that, then so be it. Yeah, we got away with one massively. Let's let's, let's not be under any illusions. Jesus Christ. We get our noses in front and then not just once but twice. He then takes the goal scorer off, Jake Livermore, who's pretty much controlling everything for us. He takes off Martins, who's created both goals. And he takes off Esprilia, who was always a threat on the other side, and basically said, come on, QPR, have a go at us. And guess what they did? They had a go at us. But for a truly world-class save from Hamer, we don't get the win, which was travesty when you're 2-0 up away from home again. This is the trouble. And I don't know. I just don't get it with this manager. I just don't get it. The subs were dreadful. He didn't do anything for us today to try and win that game. Yet somehow he's getting away with it. And great, fantastic. If that's what it takes, then okay. Christ, we're a point off of the playoffs. It's ludicrous. There were so many disappointingly worrying performances from a few players. I don't want to dig too many out. We've won today, but James at left back, Morris, oh dear. He just cannot stop a cross. And the one time he puts his foot in, he deflects it into them to make them score. He looks so out of it. I don't, God, we're missing, okay, today we're missing Bayo, we're missing Kembe, we're missing Semmer, we're missing Lewis. Some big players for yeah, us. That's, yeah. four, four, that's four players that would probably start, not to mention Kone being poorly and whatever. And I just didn't get the substitutions when you're 2-0 up. This is what I'm saying. You're 2-0 up. Be solid. 
but still have that attacking. There's no way QPR chucked the kitchen sink at us if we still got those three players on the pitch because we were catching on the break all the time. And it was just unbelievable. And apparently we're paying a salary for a set-piece coach. I'd like to understand what that's all about because, my goodness, our, our corners and everything today, dreadful. Come on, we've got to be better than that. But they're the negatives. The positives, we've beaten QPR. We've gone away from home again and won. We looked at the away, going back, I think, November time. We're looking at January and thinking, Christ, we haven't got a haven't got home game in that time apart from possibly a cup game. And we're just keeping winning away from home. So, fabulous. Jake Livermore's goals. They, there was nothing lucky about that. It was just two beautiful strikes. Perb. And quite honestly, they're the only shots we've had, aren't they, really, of any note, apart from Jack Fadazzi had one as well. But other than that, but and I do agree, Fid need a type of Sinclair Armstrong. There's no question about that. The lad was as raw as they can be, thank goodness, because he quite he hasn't got his shooting boots yet. Yeah. But my God, if Watford had a player like that down the middle it would create so much space for others where our quality is, the Martins, the Esprillas, and any midfield player coming through, because he would create havoc. He's occupied our whole defence on his own today. Mm. No wonder he was cramping up all over the place. If we could get him, I don't care. Offer QPR a few quid. I don't don't suppose they're flush with money. I'll take him tomorrow. We were hoping in someone like Toby Adiome. We've got our own one of those, but I don't know what. He's disappeared off the face of the planet, so I don't know if he's ever going to come back. But again, he'd be raw. But Armstrong destroyed us all game. And if they had a striker who could score properly, we aren't winning that game. And we got away with one today. There's no doubt about it. But I'm over the moon about it. I don't care. I, I love beating QPR. We've done the double over. <laughs> I was waiting. Over. I was waiting. Because uh, yeah, yeah. I, I told you in the first game. Isn't it? yeah, it's fair to say that a few QPR fans and a bit <laughs> is dished out either way, depending on the results. So <laughs> yeah, tomorrow absolutely. should be a good day for you. That's important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's good. But wow, we've, it is quite amazing. We are where we are in the table, I must admit. And it just says to us now, We have to do something in this transfer window. If Ishmael can't be backed now with a couple, we don't need many. He doesn't want many. We don't need many. But we need one, two, maybe three players of a little bit more quality in very key areas. Bring them in and God knows what we could do because if teams like Luton and things like that can get into the Premiership like they did last year out of nowhere and Coventry came up and things like that into the playoffs, if we can get in the playoffs... Not many teams will want to play a lucky Valley, Valerian Ishmael's Watford. That's for sure. Why not have a go at it? God, we worry about being in the Premiership when we get there. But my, and I know it's a long way off. But my God, we can do it. They've got to, They've just got to invest a bit of money, or even a couple of decent loans to bring in. And, you know, obviously losers gone by the look of it. And so there must be some spaces opening up. And we, we're not that far away with injuries. We only take a couple more and we're in a right mess. It can change very quickly. But no, great stuff. And let's just hope now we can go down to Bristol City on Saturday and write that horrible Boxing Day wrong that ruined a few of our Christmases. And let's hope they can go down and sort that out. We've got Bayo back. That'll be a plus for me anyway. I think he's by far our best striker but from what we've got. Good so, no, good day. Good day. Enjoyed it. In, enjoyed winning anyway. It was, a, it, was a, it was a hard watch, but I enjoyed seeing the ball hit the back of the net, especially in front of the Watford fans, and I'm sure enjoyed themselves. As the Sky commentators said, when praising Ilias Chair in the first half and <laughs> praising Sinclair, it'll be interesting to see which set of supporters can enjoy their roast dinner. So there you yeah. are, people. Go, and if, even if you weren't going to have a roast dinner, you now have to go and have a roast dinner, and you're forced to enjoy it because Sky yeah. said so. Rich, thank you very much, sir. Fabulous as always. Lovely stuff. Because uh, now you can come on and say, look, w- what are you talking about? We've won. Look what happened last season. They did the double over us. We've done the double over them this season. Look how far we've come. Whatever your thoughts are, or if you think we got a bit lucky or we got a crossover one, whatever. Just come on and let us know. Let's go to Mark. Mark, sir, hit your, uh, hit your mute me mate button. Oh, as you have done, look good stuff. Mate, what did you make of today? Yeah, I thought the first things first, I, I think it's more an away day at a team like QPR is always going to be a tough away fixture regardless of who's got who in their teams. Cool. So I think the, the first job is to get over the line rather than how you get over the line. Nice. Um, which I think we did all right at. As, as much as Ishmael's subs could be questioned, I still feel like he's, in recent years, definitely been our best manager in my opinion clearing out a lot of the dead weight, playing much more attractive football to watch as well. And, and it's despite of the subs, I still think that deserves credit. And I thought 
the only thing, the, the biggest negative I saw is towards the start of the season, I was chanting for how much Reese Healy deserved to start. But I feel like the more he's playing now, the more we realise why he wasn't given the opportunity to start. Just doesn't quite seem at the same pace to be a striker. But I also thought when Ryevich came on, he actually did what we thought he would do and he held up the ball quite well as well moving forward. Love. So I thought that was quite nice to see as well. I like that a lot. There was a particular moment out by the from the TV gantry point on the far side, so to the left of where the Watford fans would have been seeing it, near this kind of halfway into their half where he, he kept it, he had some interchanges, I think it was for Jack Fatadze, yeah. and then kept it again and, and won the throw, did the dirty stuff that we've not seen from him. I agree. I think in that little yeah. cameo, he came on and gave us something that we hadn't really got or we hadn't really had beforehand. But, but yes, all fair play, mate. As you say, getting down there, and I'm all for us looking forward as opposed to looking back, but you also have to look back in some instances and go, look what happened last season. We went there, they were 19 unbeaten, and we managed to choke to a 1-0 defeat. So as you say, getting those mm. points is what everybody, and I'm sure everybody listening, with the exception of Richard Honey, who was on a, a minute ago, we were all punching the air when that final whistle finally went. So fair play, mate, fair yeah. play. Um, go on. I also think it might need to be fact-checked, but to my knowledge, the last I heard, Armstrong was running out of contract at QPR as well. And he was a player that there was a lot of talk that he might be getting moved on this season. So for a player like him who would die for the badge, obviously my dad's a QPR fan, so I've seen him, I see him quite regularly. Yeah. To my, he, He's a player that would die for the badge and die for the club he's playing for. So I feel like he'll be... It would be a good time to move for a player like Armstrong if that's the direction we wanted to go in as well for him. He's 20. If he did go, there would still be compensation to go, even if he Mm. went out of contract, because until you're 24, there's still compensation, but certainly nothing like the amount that they would get selling him with six months to go on his contract if he's got no intention of signing it, which, as you could see, if they're destined to move downwards, he would be a good one. Who knows? We probably, I'm sure, as we'd heard previously, perhaps a a left wing back and perhaps a right back was, uh, was mooted as to what we might look at. And of course, the transfer window is now open and we haven't seen anything. Is there any position, if I allowed you to have one position that we could make, go off and make a signing for, and it'd be a decent signing, let, let's, make that a, make, let's make that a caveat. What position would you like to see strengthened? Uh, again, just a bit more depth in the fullback position would be ideal, I feel like. But also, again, Toby Adeyemo as a striker option. We, we've also let go of a few striker options recently, but... Yes. The ones that we currently have in rotation, as weird as it is to say, I feel like we still need that striker that can do a little bit of running in behind and also finish where Ryevich doesn't necessarily run in behind as much. And it seems Healy can't get the finishing despite being able to run in behind. So maybe a striker as well as a, a wing back just to add more depth there as well. I lo- well done, Mark. I offer you one position, you take two. Well done. That's the kind of thing we like to see. This, Justin, that's absolutely the DNS way of things, isn't it? Give, give, give him a foot. He takes, a, takes the entire leg. Well done, Mark. That's Excellent. what we like that's to see. Absolutely that's absolutely the it, way forward. Yeah. Now, we we haven't spoken to this lady for for two or three weeks, but we're going to go over and find out what Ellie thought, because Ellie always brings, brings value and different perspective and quite a lot of Coney Heath normally. So there we go. Ellie... Did you, did, where are you? Are you at the bottom of a well? No, I'm in the car. I am travelling. Um, I have been doing various bits and bobs this morning, but I managed to catch the game. Um, also wanted to talk quickly very much about Dan Dutton. Uh, Dan Dutton, yep. who, sadly passed his, who sadly passed away. Um, I know that he obviously played for Oxy Jets, and there's obviously quite a lot of link because they knocked Coney Heath out of the cup. The Gordon Craig Cup, whatever it was, okay. back in like the beginning of the season. So obviously we did the on the thirty minute we did the applause, and I want to say a massive thanks to QPR for obviously allowing that to happen, and with the support of Dan's family. I know that Dunton's quite well, so obviously it's come as quite a bit of a shock. But oh my god, I want to marry Jake Livermore. I think that he is an absolute angel and he also got player of the match and I think it was well deserved I think we need to look at our left backs and our full backs strength squad and yeah up the freaking hornets Pete really is all I've got to say on that front oh okay that was nice that was very good absolutely there was yeah, uh, the news about Daniel and the the applause on the 30 minutes and it's one of those things that that we talked about the military commemorations recently, etc. That that football does poignancy well, and obviously everybody's heart and prayers and sorrow go, are with his friends and family. Somebody taken yeah. far too early, and of course it, it goes without saying, as ever, if anybody is 
feeling like it's hard to carry on at any point, please reach out to anybody, anybody yeah. that you can, and that absolutely includes us in at DNSYA. Absolutely. Sadness, the football family really comes together. And I just think, like yesterday, we did a minute's applause for him up at Coney Heath. We lost yesterday 2 0, but the less said about that, the better. So sad. And I just, you know, for anyone that is listening, boys, you've got to talk because if you don't talk, we can't help you. I recently had signed off at board level mental health first aid of training for all my managers so that they are qualified to support our teams because I think it is so important. And as somebody that's had anxiety and struggled quite badly, Uh I think it's really important that we are there to support each other. And I think that football does that. Football unites us in so many different ways. But yeah, I'm just really, really chuffed with that result. I think it was absolutely needed. Jesus, I can't believe we're we're going potentially to the playoffs. That is wild. That's, Don't you think that is wild? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to get carried away with that. I just like to see the fact that we've got, even when we played badly, which for long periods today, we weren't particularly cohesive. We didn't create much. We literally had two shots on target the entire game. Jake Livermore, take a bow. The first half, Pete, mum went, oh, fuck, here we go, another Watford. Watford's going to do a Watford, aren't we? And I was like, mum, come on, you've got to keep faith. And then out of nowhere, um, Livermore's goals came in on, in the second half. And I think he's obviously had that conversation with his players at half time and said, pull your fucking fingers out. We need these three points. If you want to be successful, we've got to do this. And I think it's the, it's the right thing to do. And... As a manager, that's what you do. You coach your players to make them successful. And if they're not pulling their fingers out, you you engage them at halftime and you say to them, kids, come on, sort your lives out. We can play better than this. And that's exactly what Vlad's done. And I think that in the transfer window, we need to look at our defence massively. Okay. I think we could probably do with another striker because we cannot just rely on one source of goals. We need to get, I think we need to strengthen there as well. I would be looking at players that are out of coming out of contract because the January transfer windows are so important for us as a club to get back to where we bloody belong, which is in the Prem. We belong in the Premier League. We are a Premier League team and we need to start reminding ourselves of that. Yeah, we can settle for second best in the championship, but... No, we are a Premier League team. We played in the Prem for we have five or six seasons and we worked hard and we grafted to get there. And I think we need to do that again. Wow. Okay, look, there you go. There is Ellie. We went from from managers being equipped to deal with people with mental health to Vlad, I think you meant Val, basically telling them to pull their fingers out. Where their fingers were, I have no idea, but probably not somewhere nice. They did so. Goal-scoring, marauding central midfielder Jake Livermore comes up with the comes up with the goods. And are we a Premier League team? or indeed club. I don't think we have any divine right to be there, but I definitely think that we have a a reasonable call to say we should be a competitive championship side and call it whatever you want today, but it was I think we got away with one, but it was the battling qualities, the things that we didn't have last year that saw us actually turn something around and get something today. Fair play there. Fair play there, we'll see. Now, let's get to Ant and see whether or not... Now, sometimes now, sometimes he has seen music and sometimes he doesn't. So we'll spin across to Ant and find out whether or not a 2-1 away win at QPR warrants a theme tune or not. Ant, away you go. Nevermore, <laughs> was I the only one who started head bopping away to that? It was very sad, very dad dancing. Don't <laughs> don't conjure with that image for too long. Never mind, Livermore. There you go. Very good, very good. What man you- of the match, did he? Man of the match on the telly. I think he was man of the match today. Done I- well, didn't he? I, I, I think he gives us an awful lot that goes, I wouldn't say under unappreciated, I think everybody does, but sits underneath the radar and just gets on it. We, and we've talked about leaders or the lack of them for quite some time now. And on occasions, when it's tight, you need somebody to pop up and make the difference. And he really did. And that first goal was what a strike and what a curl to, to bring that in at the far post. Beautiful beauty, stuff. What beauty. Absolutely, absolutely. What were your thoughts on everybody else today? 
to be honest, I think it was the second Livermore goal. Like, the Spriller should have got that. I don't remember who it was. Should have passed it to a Spriller and he should have been on, but they didn't. And then luckily, the fucking Livermore nicked, nicked another goal, which was good. I think overall, the team didn't really play too well. First, first in 20, 25 minutes, maybe half hour of shit. And then we got into it a bit. First half of the second half, it was all right. And then made the subs. And I think they were, like Rich said, terrible subs. Take off Martins and yeah. Spriller. The only reason we weren't really defending was because we was attacking so well. And then you take off two of our best attacking players and whack defenders on, and we're getting battered for the last 20 minutes. Now, I thought, personally, we would have let a goal in. I think Hamer saved us again. I've said this before. He saved us some points, man. Again, with that beautiful save. Absolutely amazing. So I think Hamer deserves a big round of applause for today. Livermore, obviously, yep, great. Two goals, bang in. I was, my mates were like, I was watching my mates, they were like, why didn't you celebrate? I said, because he can't run stuff in the other side of the goal because his legs are gone. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then he scored another one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he still didn't do it again and went, he's fucked. And then he went off. And I, I don't think it was anything against him that he weren't playing, but I think it's just he cannot, he hasn't got 90 minutes in him, purely. I don't I don't think that's that, that's Ismail's fault. I think he, he literally knew he had to take him off. But the other two subs, when he made the three subs, spread well, Martins off. I think it's interesting because if I look at that first... 50 or 60 minutes, and I was about to send a, a message into a Telegram group that I'm part of saying everything looks like it's improvised when we're in possession. There doesn't seem to be any game plan here, and suddenly he pops up with one of these curlers that you just go, oh, my God. And so I thought, well, yeah, okay, let's, let's select all and delete that, shall I, because that looks stupid at that point. But I think it was still fair. I think the reason why they were probably taken off, he did it against Hull when we got to, what was it, 2-1? I can't remember. Hull was another bonkers game, wasn't it? We got 2-1 up. And then he went, I'm going to shut up shop. And it's all worked there. But today, I think the reason he took off those two players in particular, Espria and Martins, was because I think they offered absolutely no assistance to their fullbacks who were being run ragged, as, as Rich mentioned earlier on. And I don't think they really helped them very much. And so I think that was possibly the reason why he's thinking, we're 2-0 up. They're hurting us down down that sort of width area. We don't seem to be able to, to stop it because these two aren't helping defending. But then he went to that hole formation and I still got no clue quite what that formation is because if you're watching it from the TV you can't suddenly we've gone two men up we've gone like five at the back and is it three in the middle I don't know and suddenly it was like and then there was a change bringing on bringing on Tom Ince who was who played a massive part in that particular hull rear guard exercise he came on but it was on the right and did really well on that game I thought we looked more likely going forward to involve Ince today rather than rather than going back but hey it's about it is about getting it over the line, no matter what, come hell or high water. And a big hello to Scott Duxbury with that phrase, obviously. This is Thomas Briskin, and you are listening. Do not scratch your eyes, podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's, you know, I don't suppose we can knock it, can we? No, it was a good result. I, I literally thought, mate, he's a QPR fan. He messaged me, he's got a new Instagram. And all of a sudden, he got a message going, are you ready to get battered on Sunday? And I'm thinking, someone's starting a fight with me here. Oh, congr- <laughs> congratulations. Really Enjoy. Fill your boots for that one. And I said, and when I realised he was in my back, I said, oh, I said, to be honest, I think we get a draw. I said, I don't think we're going to put up a fight. So I was quite happy. I did think we was going to let in a goal last minute. I'm not, I can't lie. But Hamer come up with that amazing save that kept us great. Now, I've said that about him a few times this season. He, the last 10, 15 minutes, whether it's a draw, to get a draw or we're winning, he, he pulls off some some amazing saves. And I think if Batman's in goal, we've fucking lost them, to be fair. Or like lost some points at least. So yeah, I reckon he's great. I would have still kept. I don't know what you're saying about Spurrier and Martins. I would have kept one of the two on. Okay, just as a little bit more of attacking threat because we did go really dead after. We that don't. Don't no disagreement with it at all. I was just so, trying to think what was going through his head when he made the change. Yeah. Yeah, I just think both of them is a bit dramatic. Especially like we've got no one else. Especially with, maybe fair enough if we had Semar. All right, bring Semar on then. Go on. 
but we didn't, obviously. But yeah, no, I'm overall happy with the result. I do think we was lucky. I don't. I, I can't disagree with that. I think other than that, like I say, if Batman weren't in, Batman was in goal, sorry, we'd have lost that. Yeah, we may well yeah, have done. We may well have done. Okay, guys, there's Ant but, with, with his wonderful theme tunes. I do love that. Oh, sorry, Ant, I didn't mean to cut you off there too early. My apologies. But we've got Kyle. Kyle, sir, we've not heard from Kyle before, I don't think. Hit your, at the bottom left, you should have a little mute button. or a, There you go, you're there. Kyle, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Lovely to hear uh, from I you. Was, I was on here once, start of last season. Oh, good stuff. How good. I was excited to see our youngsters, but I'm wondering now about our manager, and how people call him lucky. I think tactically, tactically, he's not the greatest. I think he likes to play attractive football. He likes possession football, and that's the tactics. He doesn't change that. That's it. He shuts up shop when we're two goals up, or he thinks we're under threat, but that's it. Mm-hmm. But what he does so well, which I think we've struggled with so many managers in the past, is his motivation and his way that he gets the players fighting for the badge is something that we haven't seen in so long, and it's refreshing to see a manager want to do that at Watford. Oh, hold on a second. I'm liking this. I'm liking this very much. This is brilliant. Carl, look, first of all, welcome back from the last time. Where have you been? With that kind of input, that's what we need. So do you put the change in mentality, because it has been noticeable, completely at the door of the manager? I think so. If you look at it for the first 10 games, other than the, obviously the first game against QPR, but we were phenomenal. Yeah. We, were, we lacked so much. We looked so bad. It was like we could be in a relegation battle this season. But then, like they said, the, he lo- it was after that Sunderland game where they also they locked themselves in the change room and it was like, it's here, it's now. We get it out now. Because whatever the issue is, we fix it, and we like no. I that that's a manager thing because no Watford player has ever said that they've done that in years. No manager has said they've done that. But Val comes in, and the change of mentality is phenomenal. Uh, love it, love it. I genuinely really because look. Both sides can be absolutely right. We're talking about different things here. We're talking about tactics, making substitutions. Yes, we play defensive, but look at the other qualities that have been brought in and that that was enough to maybe get us over the line today. Brilliant stuff. What did you think of, and I appreciate we're sitting here talking about another team's player here, but it felt we were almost looking at Sinclair Armstrong and going, if we had him in our team, the ball would be able to be played up front rather than knocked around the back all the time because the ball would stick a little bit and then we'd be there. Would that be your kind of, not necessarily him, but that position, would that be your looking for strengthening in the in the transfer window or are there other areas that you think you might like to assist Val in his, in his recuperation of us? I think that is a key position and I must say I absolutely love him. I think he's a phenomenal footballer. He's, the, again, he's another one of these players that I think would suit Val because he wants to dive at every club he plays for. Yeah. He's prepared to put his body on the line. He's prepared to work like he did today. He was cramping up everywhere because he absolutely, like he gave Sierra Alta an absolute mauling at points. He couldn't deal with him. And I love him so much. It's just playing him in the channels against a centre-back. Centre-backs don't want to play against him because of how physical he is. So I love him. But the, the main one for me is I think I love... I, I I I like the front four that we have, but I think we don't have the creative touch. So really, the person I was looking at was uh, Chair on the on the wing against Andrews. I thought he he was brilliant, and I would love to see him playing a central role at Watford because of how much he creates. Ooh, there we go. Let's let's go let's go shopping at QPR, Justin. Justin, should we go shopping at QPR? I think we should. I really do. I do think it's oh no, that, that that's rotten. Poor old poor old Richard Honey would, would be mortified if we came in. I was going to say there. you're just doing that to annoy Richard now, aren't yeah. you? Yes, a little, <laughs> a little, perhaps, perhaps. I'm not saying I'm above that kind of stupid behaviour, and I think nobody knows that more than Rich himself. So that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Oh, Carl, brilliant stuff, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Um, let's get to, get through everybody there, but please, please do call in again because uh, I apologise I didn't men- remember from the start of last season but absolutely we did have two young'uns on the bench today we had Jack Greaves who we've all seen and there was also Aiden Coyne who um, apparently seemed to come to us as a defender but I've seen him perform more in the midfield area doesn't really matter who was on the bench today that, that sends two things one it's good to see some youth coming through, but secondly, it does suggest that the squad is somewhat threadbare, so we might need to do some replenishing. Mal, sir. Mal, how you doing? Hello, Peter. Hello, Justin. Hello, mate. Oh, dear. Now, I believe you are a, a holder of a fine half-season ticket. 
Yes, just to say thank you very much for sorting everything out for this. This is excellent news. I'm very pleased. It means we're going to see more of Mal and more of Steve and more of... Is Mike going to be coming down to Vicarage Road? Because he was nearly banned from away games until we suddenly started spanking Preston. Yeah, we've allowed him to come, hopefully, to the Southampton game. Good. And then, and then I think we've all missing the Cardiff game. Because Steve's away, I think, and I'm busy. It's Jen's birthday that weekend. I had my orders. Uh, yeah, what can you do? What can you do? <laughs> anyway, congratulations on getting that and, and getting into some more Watford home games. What did you make of today on the, on the Wobbly Jelly? I enjoyed the game, really. First of all, the two teams were poor in the first, so like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But then it was, like, edge of the seat stuff and, that, and made up for Jake's two goals. The, the Armstrong thing, yep. could we afford to get him? As as we heard from Mark earlier on, he said it needs to be fact-checked, but he thinks he might be out of contract uh, at the end of the season, in which case, you, let's face it, you, you go pillaging a little bit at that point if you could, but we don't know. There's so much, obviously, on the go at the club in general. Obviously, we've with, there's talk of, uh, of investment to come in, but that's probably not going to come in time to give us any funds for January. Have we Is loser going out? Uh, as is suggested to France on loan till the end of the season. We've heard that Valerian say it's probably going to be one out, one in. So who knows whether or not we'll have a we'll have a January of any noteworthiness or not. But hey, as ever, it will be what it will be. I've, I've been asking everybody if you could strengthen one area, Mal. Where would it be? Well, the position I said last week, where if you remember after the Chesterfield game about mm-hmm. QPR is coming down the left side, is the right back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what would you do with Ryan Andrews in that instance? Yeah, he's. I love him, love the way he plays and that, but he's good with going forward as well. Maybe move, try and move him up a little bit, ah, like they nice. do with Sealta, and have a decent, a really good, strong right back. Yeah, we have had a couple of games where we've had somebody playing in behind him and him in the advanced position. Sometimes Ngaku's even played in behind him because he can get forward and he's probably the one player on our side with some real pace and that then can hurt the opposition from maybe further up the pitch or with slightly less defensive responsibility. That'd be interesting to see. That'd be interesting to see. Oh, we look forward to seeing you at the uh, at the Southampton FA Cup game. That would be that will be lovely. Um yeah. and and um, also we get to meet Mike. That'd be something. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mal, sorry, I didn't say hello when you came on, mate. I was busy reading a message from Richard Honey, which says, I am still listening. <laughs> Leave off chair and Armstrong, oh. he says. So he's still listening. But Mal, excellent news that we're going to see you soon, mate. I very much look forward to, to spending some time with you when, you when you're next at the Vic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well and seeing my messages. And I really enjoy your radio show. God bless William. you. Thank you. Thank you very much, mate. I appreciate that, mate. Thank you. And th- th- let's mention that. We've never mentioned that before. Justin does a radio show from four o'clock to eight o'clock on, on Friday on... It's on AJK Radio, which is an online radio station. If you follow me on Twitter, normally I put a thing out about it just before I'm on air. And if you've got any particular songs you want to hear or any shout-outs or anything like that, do let me know and I'll see if I can accommodate you. Thank you. Yeah, so you can look forward to, uh, to next Friday and, and Justin saying, and here's a particular request from Mr Richard Honey. Please leave those two alone. Never mind. If if we do sign if we do sign Armstrong and Chair, I think we may be prepared to take uh, Richard Honey on loan till the end of the season, just so he can watch some winning football. Just saying. Oh God, I'm going straight to hell for that one. Never mind. Let's get across to Mr. Neil Silverstein. Neil, sir, how are we doing? Yeah, very well, thank you, Pacey Justin. Uh, hope you're the same. Hello. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I'm I'm better than I was before two certain strikes from a certain defensive midfield player that went into a certain goal and upset a certain Richard Honey, definitely. Yeah, even more impressive considering I'm pretty sure some people called him decrepit when he joined us. We, we was that? We may be having just that person coming on and I do believe he is already on a tweet said... I may have been wrong about that. So we will see what he says verbally after this very call. So we're going to be going to, to Uncle Ron, then we're going to Wendover, and then we're going to Mr. Alan Lathwell. Uh, but before we do any of that, uh, uh, Neil, other than enjoying the delights of the, shall we say, excellent vintage of uh, of Jake Livermore that we do have, what, what was your take on everything? So, um, yeah, to be fair, going back to the first one, there weren't many other clubs interested in him, so I don't think that was an isolated opinion on him. It's sometimes you just got to roll the dice and see what you get. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I, Livermore was actually a really interesting one because for me, and you got links to the substitutes, 
when we take him off, we very much appear to go backwards, and it's not the first time it's happened. Clearly, I think the challenge there is getting a consistent 90 minutes from him, week in, week out. And I think he's being protected to make sure that he's available for the 65, 70 minutes of every game, yep. which is quite wise, particularly when you've seen the effect that he's had today, which he'll get the headlines. But for me, he organises and he really is the on-field captain and the leader, although he doesn't wear the armband. So he's massively influential. And I think he's even more influential when you consider the youngsters you've got around him. And one of the chats I'm, I'm in was pinging away during the game and Esprit and Martins, and Martins in particular, I think, are the two that benefit from that. Although on today's performance from the pair of them, I don't think either of them offered much. And I think they left both fullbacks exposed. Yeah. I know that's a common question about the quality of our fullbacks, but I, I think sometimes we get drawn into to seeing the play in that particular moment when, in fact, you've got to look around them. And I think neither fullbacks are offered particularly good cover. And also, particularly Martins, I think when Morris tends to bomb on, Martins loses possessions at probably the worst time for Morris. And so he's recovering and he looks out of position when, in fact, it's Martins that's caused us to be exposed like that. And I, that's, for me, something that, that Martins is actually getting worse and worse. And I see less from him. I don't know what you think about that. I think he's in the first half that he had one where, again, he did his thing about tugging it back onto the right and having a ping, and it went high wide, and and it wasn't a bad effort, and so that. But it, that's what you get. What we don't get from him is somebody trying to find the forward. But I don't think anybody was trying to find or trying to give much service to, and if they did, it wasn't lasting very long, in, in Tahili today, who worked as Bio would, incredibly hard to try to get things and get the ball and keep it and give it. But two two on-shot targets, in two uh, shots on target, sorry, in the, in the whole of the game speaks to everything that we didn't manage to create during that particular time. And I agree with you. I think it's certainly something that needs to be seen. Ken Semmer, again, is still out. And I think somebody a couple of weeks ago said there was a Ken Semmer-sized hole missing. And I, I, for me, I think that's an absolute fair thing to, to point out again today. I didn't think he was a particularly effective in an attacking sense, and he didn't offer us enough de- defensively. I think with with Aspria, it's a different kettle of fish because he cuts in more in field and can still find people and still be productive and still be. I think, but I think he's probably, I think he's probably a good year ahead of Martins, not in terms of age, but in terms of his thought processes as a player. He's quite a, a jinky, intelligent player. He can play in those tight spaces, whereas I think with. With Martins, it's always looking to try to get it on his right foot, and he doesn't always do that as naturally as Aspria does on his left. If that makes sense? Yeah, no, I absolutely, totally agree. I think I'd summarise. I think uh, Martins is a one-trick pony, and it's when it works, you mm. get a spectacular goal. But when it doesn't, it, it's, we're playing a man down. But I also think talking about Armstrong, he, I, I think the impact that a player like him and he is absolutely ideal for us that he would give the likes of Mines and Esprit someone to play off and a focal point, which yeah. I thought Healy twice today in the first half did a really good job of holding the ball up and retaining possession. And at one stage, he, he took it on about the halfway line and protected it all the way back, literally to the edge of our penalty box and got the free kick. And I think that's something that Ravitz doesn't offer us, but, but I think Healy did a really good job today. But the other bit for me is that we didn't seem to have anyone running beyond the forward. Oh, right? oh, and, if only I had the I hallelujah think, chorus, I would be playing it now. Go on, surf, carry yeah, on. Thank, absolutely. Thank you very much. I would say great minds think like, but I know mine's not that great. But I do think that we don't seem to be able to create anything in open play. What we do be able to do is to transition very quickly and very effectively, which is where the majority of our goals come from. So it's, I think when I'm probably going to answer the question before you ask it, I think we need to look at how we generate some creativity from within the team in open play. I think when we've looked having that is when Deli Bashir is on his game and full of energy and he actually looked a shadow of what he's been the last couple of second halves. Mm. So when he's played in midfield, but that's what we need more of. We need more of that, that people bursting to go beyond and to give, I guess what that does, it, it puts the defenders in, into two minds. Do they push on or do they drop, which then creates the space for us to play in. And at the moment, we don't have that. We, we seem to choke ourselves Agreed. in a football context. So I, I do think that a big focal centre forward will actually help a lot of those around him. Going back to Martins, it gives Martin someone to, to give and go off of or someone for Morris to run on to 
it would just change the dynamic of the team. But I can't remember the, the fellow made the point. The culture that appears to be on the pitch, after listening to your summary of the, the commercial, or sorry, the, the match day experience um, mm-hmm. at your place, definitely not the culture there, but the culture of the, the first team and the squad, it does seem to be miles ahead of where it's been. And that's down to the management. Yeah, we've not played well, got a result, one point off the playoffs. Maybe not as optimistic as Ellie about it, but we're in with a fighting chance, which you go back 10 games ago and we had no fucking hope. Very true. Lovely stuff as ever, Neil. Lovely to hear from you. Look forward to seeing you at a uh, at a game very soon. Now, we started that off, obviously, talking about the words Jake Livermore and Decrepit, and the person who used that was indeed Uncle Ron. But, Uncle, tell me, I'm fairly sure I remember seeing you a, a few weeks back going, might have to reappraise the use of the word Decrepit there. Am I wrong or am I just remembering this in my own brain for no reason? You're exactly right. Ah, oh, there you go. You're so, exactly right. What, what, what did you... And- what did you make of let, let, let's deal with the with the Livermore because as Neil said, you weren't alone in everybody going. Are we ever going to see him for for a long period? And then he came in. What do you think about the the resurrection, if we will, of Jake Livermore? I wasn't alone, Peter, but that doesn't make me any less wrong in my appraisal. Fair enough. I'm I'm very. I would say I don't shrink away. I always say what I think. I got it very wrong about Livermore. I called him decrepit. I said that no other championship side would sign him. Bringing that back up, I'm not hiding away, and I got it wrong. He's clearly not decrepit. His goals today were excellent, and I was very wrong about him. Fair enough. What else would you like to say? However, when one is silent and when one refuses to speak up about everything else, then it's very easy to point out someone like myself when they do get it wrong it's very easy to point out and say you got it wrong when people shrink away themselves and hide and are not prepared to call out certain things so i did get it very wrong about livermore but no one's saying oh you got it so right about morris you got it so right about backman you got it so right about pozzo um it's very easy to point fingers when you are silent yourself not you per se but people know who they are that's all right i was being silent for a moment i thought i should be it felt appropriate no that's a very that's a very valid point that's a very valid point i think the the thing is that in a way it's i think footballers or or sorry football supporters shall we say of all teams i don't think this is individual to, to 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 watford in any way shape or form and it's probably exacerbated or indeed facilitated by social media people will tend to go Ah, that's the result today. All those people who thought differently to the way I did, how do you like that? And then it also happens the other way. And, of course, as we heard from uh, Richard Honey earlier on talking about QPR, football is cyclical and players have good and have bad games and have good and bad form as well. So, no, I think I think for everybody who's come out and said, look at Hamer and look at the good he's done, there are also other people who said, actually, um, it was interesting, I was on a Telegram group, you know it, chatting about the the goal conceded, and I said, well, I thought Sierra Alta let him go. Somebody else said, yeah, but so did Andrews. And somebody else said, I'd be looking at Hamer for that. It's such a subjective game, and this is why we've always wanted everybody's opinion, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, because you can come on and say, this is my piece, and people can agree and disagree with it. We don't all have to fall out over it. We don't all have to call people names about it, and we can all learn and change our opinion depending on the evidence that's been provided. I think today, Morris did not have a good game, but we also talked about how much support both fullbacks were were, were not particularly getting. It would have been interesting to have seen, it's, you don't get that sliding doors moment of saying, press the replay button and this time we'll play Jamal Lewis and see whether he does better but it was a difficult game for him but I think with Hamer coming in he has shown qualities that have been lacking in in in, in Dan Backman's game in terms of being a calm influence and a leader and making stops at vital times rather than making some poor decisions at vital times and sometimes that's the way it goes no no fair play to you fair play what do you, what do you think because we haven't had a chance to, to chat so much 
most people have said, look, the difference in this season to last season has been this level of determination, stickability, a little bit more kind of resistance, shall we say, to the last seasons where we have fallen over a lot. Do you see that this season or, or what are your general thoughts on, on, on things so far this season overall? There, there seem to be better characters in the squad. And, and again, Livermore seems to be a, a true leader. Yeah, so I again, I got it doubly wrong there. But, not sorry, but however, you've also taken someone like Backman out of the team whose petulance and jitteriness and agitation clearly affected the whole side. But no one mentioned that, but they're better characters. There's some bad characters are gone. It's better. The away form is very good. I'm still very concerned about the home form. I don't like the lone striker at home. So that's got to improve. But it's better than last season, undoubtedly. Good stuff, good stuff. Final question for you, sir. Then we're going we're gonna to head across to Wendover, all the way from Florida to Wendover, quite literally, or I don't know, you might be somewhere near northwest London. What did you think What did you think of, we're talking about Sinclair Armstrong, but are there any other forwards that you think might come in to play two up front at home? I couldn't name them. The children are running around, the baby's now running. So The baby's even when I running? <laughs> yes, what? running. What an image. Um, <laughs> Even when I do watch a, a game, there's children around blocking the TV. And so i not following the, the whole league as much as I have done in the past. So I couldn't name a, a player to come in. But it's interesting you mentioned Sinclair Armstrong because he is a young player. He's, yeah. This is a young player. He's 20 and he really bullied and ragged old Morris, who I've said many times before, isn't young. He's 22. Fair enough. In terms of the baby, I will refer to the 1990s and the Harry Enfield show. And the you, you remember the sepia-toned Grayson and Mr. Chumley Warner? And they, yes. they did all of these kind of faux 1920s uh, inf- information kind of films. And it was, this baby is having a, rest, a restless night, whereas this baby is sleeping soundly. That's because this baby's mother gives it gin. Mothers, give your babies gin. Now, I'm not suggesting that you should do that, but it is what makes me think because, of it, course... It's tempting. Whilst you can't... Can't give the baby gin. There's always somebody else who could drink it. I'm just saying, just saying. There we go. Uncle Ron Lair, live from Florida, looking after both childminding and sobriety, despite my best efforts, obviously. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.